Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm excited about sharing about the house of God. I want to talk about love for the house. And uh, what I understand when it comes to loving God's house, it's a hard journey. You know, when you first come to church and you're sitting there, you're a little scared, you're a little, you know, you don't know people and you're trying to find your niche. And so you develop and you grow, so your heart becomes a part of the place. It's like building your home. When you build your home, there's a special aroma about your home, the things that you do in the house, the foods that you cook, and it's passed on to your, gener- to your children and, and their children. And I remember as a young man, uh, you know, we, every Sunday we get home from church on a Sunday, mom would have had a roast chicken, macaroni cheese, and all these roast potatoes. And good. every Sunday we sort of knew that that was our culture at home, that was our aroma that, you know, in our house. I love the house of God so much that I'd like to think that each and every one of us will bring the heart of God into the house of God and have the ability to love on Him and to love each other, to care for each other, to pray for each other, to, to, to believe that together all our little things that we bring into the house of God, you know, these many little things that we bring into the house of God will be the fulfillment that this house needs for people in the house on that day, at that time, that they may be filled with the joy and the strength and the power that God's word brings to us. Your testimonies mean a lot. It means a lot. You shared with us, Pearl shared a testimony, or she told me the story of what happened to her one day at work when she met you, it was a day of, of work that day, it was a Thursday, and she met this young lady uh, well, when I say young, please forgive me, I, I'm into my 70s now, so, but this lady is probably 60-something, I suppose. <laughs> Would you say, Pearl? No? 50s? 50s. Young. So, <laughs> Pearl, and, and she's with, uh, she's a carer, this lady, and she had a client with her, and Pearl noticed that she was on the phone, and Anyway, she did a bit of shopping, came back and met this girl again and, 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 and happened to stop and, and she shared that her husband, this uh, care lady, shared that her husband had just been taken to hospital, uh, uh, that he had had some uh, a brain clot, was it, and, uh, and she was really concerned about it and now here she is at work, but Pearl had a day off, so what she did was she said to the lady, you go home, you go and do what you have to do, I'll look after this lady and I'll take her home. Now, I don't know about protocol in those circumstances, but it was just a heartfelt thing that she did. And the consequence of that, the, the, the husband was in hospital, and apparently when they did something, started to operate, they gushed out blood. There was a big lump on the back of his head. He had fallen or something. But they said that he could have lost his life had he not uh, been seen to immediately. Um, there's more to that story, but. It was a testimony that Pearl shared with me, and I thought to myself, you know what? Because of the love of God in her heart, she didn't have to do what she did, but she did it because she realized 
that there is something that I had to do under the circumstances. Not only did she have to do it, but she gladly did it for her. And so this uh, lady rang her or sent her a message to share her gratitude for what Pearl had done. We all have little stories in life that we can share that will inspire each and every one of us. Because this is what we are. We are the household of God. We love the Lord. I come to the house because I love this house. This is a part of my life. I grew up in church as a little lad, strayed as a young man, but I've come back to the Lord and I know that this is where I belong because I love you, you love me, well at least I hope you do. And, uh, and you know, we are one together in all of this. Now I've been sharing quite a bit of what I have in my notes, so by the time I get to start this thing, I'll, I'll realize that, no Brian, you've got it all mixed up. But let me just turn this on. And uh, we will continue on with what we have to say. There it is. Thank you, Gavin, for being patient with me. <coughs> this passage of, uh, this sharing that I have with you this morning comes from the passage of Scripture in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. And if you read that chapter, you, you, you see complete devotion and dedication to the purpose of ensuring that God's house is a beautiful place. David, knowing that he wasn't going to be building God's temple, was collecting all of this gold and silver and all sorts of things for his son Solomon. What David was ensuring was that Solomon did not fall short of anything, that he had everything to make God's house beautiful. And so that whole chapter, I would encourage you to read it. I won't read it with you this morning, but there's just a, one or two verses I will take from there that su suggests to us how much love that David had, King David had, for God's house. I am planted in the house of God. And as, as I am planted in God's house, I become connected with God's people. We link together and the, heart, and the house of God becomes our heart focus. Our pastor preaches every Sunday, and God bless him as he's sharing elsewhere this morning here on the coast. And I just pray that he blows him away with his wonderful preaching. We are blessed and inspired by the word of God that he shares with us every week. It's something that we look forward to. We are marked by the house of God. I remember when I first came to this house, Pearl and I, and we drove into, we had just recently retired from pastoring up in Kuroi, and uh, we were looking for somewhere to find uh, a home uh, for us to be a part of. And uh, I remember we went to another church the one Sunday morning, we got there early, but decided, let's go and have breakfast first, seeing, we are, seeing as we are so early. And we were sitting there and having this breakfast, and Pearl was sharing her concern and her unease and you know, I could see that she just wasn't sure how things were going to pan out and stuff. So we ended up not even going to that church that morning. We just had our breakfast and then we went home again. But I think it was, a, we, we, you know, we went to other places and sat and enjoyed. But we came to City Church this one Sunday and the folks met us out in the car park and, you know, welcomed us. And there was a, a warmth that just uh, I felt was being reached out to me and I, I responded with my thoughts thinking, 
I want to be a part of this. I, I just love the attitude, the smiles on the faces, the little placards waving around. And I thought, no, this is family. This is home. This is what I like in a house. So it wasn't long. We settled in and they received us. And it's, you know, it's just made me so uh, happy. I have that warmth about being a part of who you are in this place of worship. And I just pray that the essence of this house will be one of worship and praise. You know, if we are generous with who we are in the house of God, God's going to respond in miraculous ways. We are going to see people getting healed, which we have already. We are going to see people getting saved and lives changed by the power of God. Because in this house, there is all that we need for us to break out of who we've been uh, held by, break out of the uneasiness, the, the, the sense of I can't do it and all of that stuff, and we'll start to believe that anything and everything is possible with God. If we are generous, because the Bible talks about the generosity of people, how God loves a cheerful giver, you know, one that is willing to part with anything and everything because their heart has been changed by the house of God. They want to see God's beauty displayed in the house. And how does God's beauty be, dis be displayed? By this morning's worship time. By our smiles. By our singing. By our rejoicing. By our praising. Even when we are not feeling up to it. That we will offer a sacrifice of praise to God. And I don't believe for a minute that God doesn't honor the sacrifice that we give. He will pour out His blessing, open up the windows of heaven, and pour it out upon each and every one of us. God is able, He is more than able, to bring us into a place of great joy and of comfort. You know, in John chapter 17, Jesus prays for unity. In Psalm 133 and verse 1, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. In unity. When we are united, nothing is impossible. John chapter 17, yeah, before Jesus uh, is crucified, he prays, Father, I pray that they will all be one, even as you and I are one. There is something about unity that even prior to his being put on the cross, he prays that we will be united, that we might be the ones that will share the love of Christ. I enjoyed being in our prayer this morning. Folks, if you can make it, I mean, there's plenty of room. We'll just move chairs around a bit to get you in. But there was a few of us there this morning. And Ron shared on building God's house. He spoke about the structures and how that uh, when you build a new home, how a bricklayer sets up his the foundation is there and on the foundation he does the cornerstone first the bricks that are built first the, the corner then the other side and then the bricks go from corner to corner and they are perfectly set and I thought to myself you know each and every brick which is you and I yes we are the foundation uh, God has uh, restored many hearts to become strong and foundational in the building of the house of God. But every one of those bricks, you and I are a part of that. That God's cementing together 
so that the purpose, and we as a church, we have a purpose. And that purpose is that when we come together, the expression that we bring into the house of God is filled with joy and an overwhelming comfort and peace that when people walk in, they have a sense that I want to be a part of this house. This is my family. I love this house. And the expression that we share with those who are visiting for the first time may be that they will walk away from here saying, you know what? I want to be a part of this place. There's laughing. There's crying. There's pain, but there's joy and this overwhelming sense of excitement in the house of God. And I believe that that's the way it ought to be. You know, Pastor Ed has often said that this place, the house of God, is like, you know, this is a hospital. People come in broken, hurt, in pain. And so we take care of that by sharing God's word, by getting involved uh, as much as they would allow us to in their lives and, and helping them to come through this time of difficulty. You might be sitting next to someone right now and you never know the issues that they are facing, but I just pray that God will bring into the hearts of those. If you're in a position right now and you're feeling as though, hey, life has not been good, it's just been such a battle and a struggle, Maybe the very reason you're here is that you will find somebody that you can share with and, and together you can help each other to overcome the challenges that life has brought into you because God wants to set you free. He is a God of grace. He will never turn you away. He will love on you. I mean, the most unloved is not exempt from God's grace and love towards them. He cares so much for you. The psalmist, uh, um, David, rather, yeah, in First Chronicles 29 and verse 3, he says, Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God. You see, there's a hard thing about belonging to the house. I have set my affection on the house of my God. I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house my own special treasure of, of gold and silver. He was giving even more than what he had given through his entire life to the purposes of God and building his house. Got just some little uh, snippets here about what love is. How about this from a seven-year-old? His name is Glenn. He says, if falling in love is anything like learning how to spell, I don't want to do it because it takes too long. <laughs> it is a journey, son, yes. Love is like an avalanche where you have to run for your life, John, age nine, says. <laughs> How about Angie? Angie says, most men are brainless. Oh, Angie, you've got a lot to learn. <laughs> most men are brainless, so you have to try more than once to find a live one. <laughs> Ooh, Angie eight. What about Manuel? He's also age eight. He says, I think you're supposed to get shot with an arrow or something. But the rest of it isn't supposed to be so painful. <laughs> Wendy, age of eight, says this. Love is when a person gets kissed for the first time. I love this one. When a person gets kissed for the first time and they fall down and they don't get up for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Wendy. That's not my niece. Wendy's not age. She's my niece's in her late 20s, 30s. 
No one is sure why it happens, but I heard that it has something to do with how you smell. That's why perfume and deodorant are so popular. May H9 said that. God's house. God's house is our house. You know, we all build our homes with tradition. Certain, you know, foods. There's an aroma about the place. There's music. There's a feel. You know, when you come home, it's just like, yeah, this is my home. Especially if you've been away for a while, been with children, grandchildren, and you come home, you think, oh, yeah. You know, this is how, like coming to church on a Sunday morning, oh, yeah, this is home. We get together, we pray, we greet one another, we smile, we say, how are you doing? You know, God's house, similar to your building your home, I believe that each and every one of us, we come to God's house, this tradition. I was in church in South Africa before coming to Australia, and I'd recently just rededicated my life to Christ, about a couple of years, I think it was, before we left to come to South Africa, uh, to Australia, both Pearl and I. But the first thing that we did when we got here, uh, I don't know if you have them these days, but there was a telephone directory. And, uh, and I looked in the white pages for Assemblies of God. Because back home, that's the denomination I was a part of, the Assemblies of God. And I found the Assemblies of God. And there was a local one. We lived in Melbourne, in Springvale, city of Springvale. And so we got involved. The first thing I did was to ring the pastor, went out to visit him, sat down, had a chat with him, gave him a bit of my background. But I was culturally involved. I, 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 the traditions of what we had back home, I expected to be the same as an Assemblies of God here. And we got involved in that church. And I spent the rest of my years, well, I was transferred from Springvale because I was invited to become an assistant pastor down in the beautiful Mornington Peninsula. Anybody know where I'm talking about in the Mornington Peninsula? Just a beautiful spot down in Melbourne. And uh, we were there for nine years before we came up to the Sunshine Coast to be a part of the church at Kuroi. But it's the culture. It was, it was set in my spirit. I, I wanted to be a part of a family that was open and free about their worship and their praise to God. And so when we got to that church, I found it to be the sort of home that I wanted to be a part of and became involved in the life there. And uh, it set us in good stead. And it's continued on even today. I am very much a part of who we are, as we are also a part of the Assemblies of God, but, which is now known as Australian Christian Churches. God's house has its traditions. It has its aroma. It has its values. Jesus' house has become my house. My life in the house is marked by this house of God. And so I'm a part of the fabric of what's going on here. I thank God that we have leadership that is concerned about us and ensures that we are fed and taken care of by the word of God and is there for us in our time of need. I would like to think that every single one of us says that God is in this house and that God is doing a great work in this house through the lives of individuals. Loving the house of God is an important part of who we are because we take it out and we share it out with others. A house that is flourishing. 
God's house that is growing. It's far-reaching. There's a presence that is filling this house of joy and happiness. We are filled with family and friends, and there's a lot of laughter, and there's tears. There's healing. There's hope. There's grace. A place to give my whole heart, my, my, you know, my all, my life, the love. I love what God is doing in this place, and I love that I'm a part of what is a magnificent house of God. And I say this for every house of God that is committed and dedicated to what His cause is. And that our cause is what His cause is. And I believe that if we have this expression of joy that is fulfilling, God's going to change the lives of people. We are God's house. Where God's people are joined together. They become the habitation for the Holy Spirit. A place of life, a place of power. A house where God works. It's a special place. In 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, the scripture says, You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And again in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 21 it says, In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple of the Lord. This is the house that we love. Not only do we love this house, but we give to the house. Psalm 26 and verse 8 says, Lord, I have loved the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Psalm 27 and verse 4, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in His temple. What a magnificent house that is. I want to dwell there every day of my life. I want to behold the beauty of the Lord. I want to inquire in his temple any questions that I had, knowing that in the house of God, amongst the body of Christ, I will find my fulfillment there. In, some, in uh, First Chronicles 29, we read about all the offerings that David made. In Malachi chapter 3 and verses 10 and 11, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. You know the scripture. I'm sure you've heard it being preached many times, that there may be food in my house, for God's house to continue on in strength and in power. There needs to be that provision. And what he says here in the scriptures, try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will, be, there will not be room enough to receive it. He goes on to say here that I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord. Wow. What a promise. We bring and we give our tithes and our offerings to the house. An offering is an undesignated, unlimited amount given with the spirit of faith. There's generosity behind it. There's grace. And it's given by the Holy Spirit's prompting. It's not... Uh, concerning ourselves about the economics around in this world. If you don't judge what we have by the economic situation as much as we trust in the Holy Spirit to bring provision 
that he's going to minister his word to us in such a way that we have faith to believe that anything is possible. We just live by God's word and he's encouraging us through his word. You know, I find that in this house, there's, there's, it's unique with unusual qualities. It's distinguished by the amazing grace and love that God has placed in our hearts. You know, we are set apart by God and by what he is doing that we might be able to bring Jesus to those that we have in our families and our friends, that they will come to the knowledge of God as we together as a collective uh, begin to minister God's love in this house. I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, we are joining together with, uh, with Anthem Church here in Maruchido. We'll share a little more about this with you later. But that's a great connection. I thank God that uh, our pastor is open to uniting with others because we are not going to do this job by ourselves. When I say this job, I'm talking about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, we have our areas of influence, places we can share God's word. But imagine together. You know, I'd love to see churches join together that we'll have to bring out every other seat that's hidden behind those things there and place them. And the place is packed. Everybody worshipping. I mean, imagine, like that song we sang this morning, the noise that you folks made, the first one we sang, was just so powerful. Imagine this place filled with people just letting it roll, lifting the roof. I mean, we Pentecostals, we can hang off these rafters and things <laughs> and have a great time because God is in the house, man. You know, he, <laughs> that's the way I feel about God's house. There's so much in the house going for us. Where this house is a special house where people love people, where there is room for everyone. It's where I find hope and a future where life can be lived together, where your dreams and my dreams are encouraged, where brokenness is healed, lifelong friendships flourish, generations come together serving God, where the Word of God is, is, is honored where God's presence is powerful, where prayer is believed, where vision is always expanding, where worship is expressive and, and it's genuine, where the shepherd's love for the sheep takes place in great magnitude, where faith can be experienced. Our house, this house, is my house. This is my place of worship. This is the place that I love to come and meet with God's people and share our stories through the week and talk about whatever there is that might have been a challenge or a joy to us and share it with one another. And there we are just patting one another on the back and saying, you know what, God bless you. God encourage you. God heal you in Jesus' name. God set you free from whatever bondage it is. We find that in the house here together. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Very quiet out there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Praise the Lord. I get excited when I talk about God's house. I hope that never changes. I pray that it never does. Psalm 27, again, I'll just read that to you. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty 
of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You know, they say that when Milan Cathedral was finished, in the vast throngs of people that were assembled to witness the dedication of this church, of that cathedral, there was a little girl who was heard to cry out in childish glee as she pointed to the great building. I helped to build that. What, exclaimed one of the guards who was standing in brilliant uniform. Show me what you did, he asked. And this little girl replies, I carried the dinner pail for my father while he worked up yonder. That became, she became a part of that cathedral. Her father's involvement and her taking his lunch to him during the many, I would Im imagine, years that, 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 that was built. And she saw herself as a part of that. You know, we all play a part in this house. We all got to reach out a hand, shake a hand, arm on the shoulder, caring for one another. I love it when we have our dinner parties. I, I just look forward to these things. Even though I might be sitting there falling off, uh, to sleep after work, tired, <laughs> and Brownie, uh, or Marilyn reminds him, Brownie, Nearly time for Brian to go home. Let me wind this thing up now. After we've had a good feast and a good chat together, there's some testimonies that are shared and it's a prayer time. It's just a beautiful atmosphere. It's what families do. It's what God's people ought to continue to do. Be a part of something that is special and unique where people are welcomed and prayed for. And we believe for miracles. We believe in miracles. And we expect to see God's hands set people free. And that's what I love about God's house. I'm a part of this house. Pearl's a part of this house. Nobody's going to take that from me. I intend to give all that I can to ensure that God's house is a beautiful place. It's a place for me to give my life without hesitation. I can give my all without fear. This is my place to make Beautiful. Psalm 52 and verse 8 and 9 says, But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. I will praise you forever because you have done it. And in the presence of your saints, I will wait on your name for it is good. Now they never built trees in the temple and within its boundaries. No trees were ever put in there, but... They refer, the psalmist refers to an olive tree because the olive tree was known to be established and, and lived many years, a long time. And so the psalmist sees himself as this olive tree planted right in the house of God for a long time, all the days of his life. And I guess because things happened there. Things took place in there that we couldn't find elsewhere. Something special about the house. It's my place to pray and worship with wholeheartedness. It's a place for me to grow in faith and grow in heart. This is my place to be passionate. Psalm 42 and verse 4 says, When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. David was going through a challenging time. They couldn't go and worship. 
there was issues that restricted them from worshiping at this time. He says that I, I used to go there with the multitudes. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept a pilgrim feast. He was lamenting the fact that he could not go there. It pained him not to be with God's people. Psalm 92 and verse 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. I just pray that our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren will be planted in the house of God. In my own eyes, there's challenges there because I can see that there's still a little distance between them doing that. But we'll continue to pray and believe God that our seed will come to fruition and flourish in God's house. That the blessing and the favor of God will be upon them. We continue to reach out on their behalf to God that he will change their lives and the way that they're living. Let me just give you a few steps. How are you doing? Okay. I'm going to land this thing. A few steps in being able to give or be to giving in God's house. We need to be prepared. I believe that what David did in Chronicles chapter 29, he prepared with all his might and strength. There is a sense that we need to understand that preparation which will involve our prayers and seeking God so that we are committed to being a part of God's house by being able to give of our all. I am prepared to do that as much as is within me. Pastor Red asked me to share, always ready and willing to do that. To be a part of the, what is happening in the life of the church, to the best of my ability, I'm prepared. To be a part of um, this uh, gathering we're having this week, what is it called again? Equip. Equip. I'm thinking imagine. I think, no, that's not imagine. <laughs> Equip. I could make every sort of excuse. I've been to Bible college. I understand I've been a pastor for over 30 odd years. But that doesn't even come into the equation. I want to be there because you're going to be there. And I want to be able to encourage you. You know, to be a part of what you're doing, to, to, to share with you, because I'm never too old to learn. But if I say that I've been there, done that, then I'm going to miss out on a miracle. So I'm prepared and, and have a purpose and a desire to give all my might and strength. I have set my affections on the house of God. I love God's house. I have gathered everything, David says in that psalm, everything from everywhere that I could give. He also invited members of his 
a congregation and the people of Israel to be a part of giving to the house. It's an amazing passage of scripture when you see what they gave. I don't understand how they measure in today's economy that stuff that I, but I can only imagine that it would be an abundance of finance that they would never have run out. They would have had enough and everything that they needed for the house of God. He says, I've given out of my own special treasure. Treasured possession. Valued personal property. What is owned by someone which the owner has special affections for that particular treasure. Valued personal property. He says, I have asked everyone who is willing to do, to also do something special. So, prepares his heart. I have set my affections on God's house. I have gathered everything from everywhere that I could give. I have given over and above anything I, have, I imagined. I have given out of my own special treasure. And he says, I have asked everyone who is willing to also do something special. We, we have times in the church, we have our worship time, we have the ministry of the word, we have prayer, we give of our tithes and offerings, which of course during this period we, we haven't passed the bucket around, but I will remind you that there is a bucket at the back. So if you have cash that you want to give, you can put it in the bucket back there. Also out on the table, in the foyer, is an FPOS machine. But I sense that each and every one of us, it's more about just giving of our finances. We come to the house of God because we love the house. We want to understand more about enlarging our relationship with God. But folks, I want to say this to you, that if you want to know more about loving God, then love your fellow man. Show that you care by listening. Show that you understand by empathizing. But, you know, just opening your heart, receiving and giving. You want to know God's love for you and God's purpose for your life? That's why Jesus came to unite us together so that we can share God's love with others. And we, as the house of God, that's our purpose. Bring them into the house. Allow the leadership to share the love of God with them here in the house so that they can absorb God's love. As I said, stated initially, you don't just love it at the outset. It's a heart journey. It's being drawn into loving the place because you see what's going on around about you. You hear 
what people are committed to and what they're sharing with you. And that's how you get to love the house of God. And God just showers you with his blessing, with his favor. God of grace, God of mercy. And right now I believe that God wants to do that to individuals in the house right now. Maybe listening to me and you think, wow, I'm not like that. I haven't reached that point. Can I encourage you to give more thought to God's house? And when I talk about God's house, I'm talking about God's people. I'm talking about each and every one of us. That we will spread our love to others. Take time to share and to listen. We might not agree with everything, but hey, I tell you what, if you could just embrace that each and every one of us are, are different in some way or the other, some shape or the other. I don't have to accept everything you say, but at least we can share and talk about it so that we understand these differences and we are able to embrace one another. This is the house of God. This is the gateway to heaven. This is where we come to meet the Lord and to worship Him. And I pray that our hearts will be tuned in to worshiping God, leave everything aside once we are in this building together to worship, to honor, and to praise Him with all of our being. Right now, if you're out there and you're thinking, wow, I want to love God's house and I don't know how to do it, I want to pray for you. I'm going to pray that God will open up your understanding that God will just bless you in some specific way where you will recognize that the house of God is the place where we ought to be. We only gather here Sunday morning, Sunday nights, and we've got the rest of the week to ourselves. So when we see people missing from church, just give them a ring and say, hey, missed you this morning. Catch up with you next week? Yeah, no worries. Oh, you got no transport? No worries, I'll pick you up. Let's encourage and bless one another. Would you just bow your heads with me as I pray? Father, I thank you for the ministry of your word to us today. I thank you, Lord, that our hearts are so important. That in our hearts there is emotions, challenges, difficulties. Father, I believe that maybe there are some here this morning who are facing those difficulties and decisions are not easy to be made as a result of those challenges. I just pray by your grace, Lord, that you will touch and encourage and build up every heart. I ask right now in Jesus' name that the blessing and the favor of God be upon, especially those that are struggling because of circumstances that might even be beyond their control. Father, I pray for your favor and your blessing upon them. May their heads be lifted up. May their eyes be open that you are in this house and that, Lord, you're bringing favor and blessing into their lives. If that's you, just receive it right now. Receive the blessing and the favor of God. I believe that the Lord is reaching out to you right now with an open hand pouring out into your life the warmth of his presence. Just receive it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray favor and blessing 
I pray the anointing of the Holy Spirit will flood their hearts. Lord, I just pray for us as a congregation that the excitement of coming to the house of God will be overwhelming, that we will run to the house and sing praises and give glory to your name. I thank you, Lord, for the team that is a part of this house and for all the work they put in. I pray continue to strengthen and fill them to overflowing with joy. Lord, that as they lead us, Father, we will be strengthened and encouraged in every way. I pray for the congregation. Lord, let your anointing continue to flood their homes. Lord, when they go from this house to their own homes, I ask, O oh God, that your presence will be there and that they will have a sense of God's joy, that they will be overwhelmed in all that they do today for the glory of God. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.